This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to a, a very special episode of Rams Talk. I'm joined today by Derby County Women's Captain Amy Sims and we're going to have uh, a chat all about the club, talk about the women's league system, loads of exciting stuff, um, which I'm sure you'll enjoy. So, Amy, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Happy to be on. <laughs> I'm very grateful you've come on. It's great, it's great. Um, so, first off, what I just want to ask you, is about the league system. Um, it's very confusing. I've been trying to work it out uh, just before we've been recording. So Derby are in, I guess, the third tier, aren't they? The third tier. Yeah. But is the third tier, the third tier is broken up into what, four different segments? So how it works is you've got UWSL, which is essentially the top league. Um, you've got the championship, which is a second league. And then our third league, you've got the Northern National League and the Southern National League. Um, and then whoever wins those leagues go off into a playoff game to get into the championship. Uh, so unfortunately, there's only one relegation and one promotion, um, which seems a bit crazy because you can win your league and not essentially um, get promoted. Um, and then I think it goes into even more segments further down the line. I think it's even harder to get promoted. Um, but it's something that's definitely in the pipeline at the minute. Um, I think every club is pretty much pushing to ask the question as to why <laughs> two clubs can't be promoted and two teams can't be relegated. Um, I think it'd mix up the leagues as well. I think perhaps a few teams have got away with relegation for a couple of years now um, that have been kind of sat there but have just made it out. Um, the same with, I mean, it's my fifth season at Derby and towards the start, we've we must have had Blackburn winning the league so many times and then it was Sunderland winning the league so many times and then they didn't get promoted so they stay in your league and then obviously the likes of Wolves um, this year, they didn't beat Southampton who won the Southern League so they're still in our, in our league as well. So I think it's it'd make it a lot more entertaining if both got promoted and two got relegated. Um, but yeah, in terms of us, we're, we're the third league down um, and then you've got the championship and WSL above us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really interesting. I find it really interesting how different it is to the men's game. Obviously, there's a there's a lot more tiers to go down before it, it splits off into regionals and 
Yeah, just one promotion spot's brutal, isn't it? I was going to say, you brought up Wolves, and that was one of the things I've got written down to to bring up because, yeah, to, they, they kind of they ran away with it. And you guys came so close last year, didn't you, to going up. And Wolves, obviously, a really, really good side. And and again, this year, they're doing exactly the same and, and running away with the league again. And yeah, I mean, for you personally, um, I know, obviously, you said you, you, you'd like it to change. Um, do you think it makes it difficult for the growth of the women's game as well when so many teams are sort of crammed into two divisions that they can barely get out of either way? Yeah, definitely. I mean, they've always spoke about trying to expand even the top leagues or whether to just join um, the top WSL league with the Championship League. Um, but I think I guess the thing with that is you've got your real top teams at the top like your Chelsea's and Man City's that are fully backed um, by their men's teams and have clearly quite a way away from some of the bottom of the championship sides but I think in terms of progress um, I think men's teams are more getting on board with the women's team now they don't not just want to carry their team up the leagues but it looks good for them as well if they carry their women's teams up um, so yeah I think they they have kind of crammed teams into leagues like the northern and southern split um whether you could join that up i mean i know it'd be a lot of traveling um but it happens in the men's football so i don't see why um they couldn't do it with the women's and i know they do it even more in um the the tiers below us i know there's like east midland leagues and i think like you were saying four segments so they split it up even more regionally um within the women's game and they even started doing that in um cup ties this year which is really annoying because that's the only time you get to play kind of different teams and <laughs> this year we've played like every team that's in our league so it's just a bit frustrating that they do kind of regionalize it but i guess with the funding not being the same level as the men's i get why perhaps they've done that um for travel costs but yeah it is frustrating yeah, yeah, I can imagine. And I just want to speak there. You mentioned funding and, and men's teams getting involved. Something that David Clouds has done since he's come in as as Derby's owner is really sort of bring attention to the women's team. Um, you know, that's I, I kept track of the, the results before. I, I like to watch some of the games. You'd watch some of the streams when there were streams. But this year, I've sort of, I've really got into it. I've tried to get to as many games as possible. Seeing you score a fair few goals along the way, which is always nice. Um <laughs> How important would you say and, and how big of an impact has the, the men's team involvement been? Yeah, I mean, this year it's been incredible. I mean, to see David Clowes come down to the games and obviously Liam Rossini before, like that's something that's, I mean, it's my fifth season at Derby and I've never, you know, never met the owners. You'd see like managers occasionally at awards nights, but for them to actually come down and watch the games, it's putting those actions that they say this they're going to do it you know and proving that they're they're on board to do it and just certain things like he he came down to one of our training sessions and spoke to all the girls about his plans for us what he's hoping to do um obviously we train at Moor farm which has been i think going for the past couple of seasons and that's amazing and he's going to put in a new kind of building just for the women um we're currently they're currently trying to convert that now so just actually put in um, what he's saying, he's actually going through with and you're actually seeing happen really quickly. Um, but no, it's really nice to see. And like you are saying, more media coverage, because I think that's a huge part of growing the women's game. 
um, because otherwise people don't see it. They don't know much about it. Like you were saying, they don't know what league we're in perhaps or how well we're doing. So to actually put that and if if the main club retweets one of our tweets, like it, it kind of is the most popular tweets we'll get. Um, so, you know, a lot of people will say they're a Derby County fan. And they, they like to follow the women's side as well or we'll see how they're doing. But I think you've got to put it out there for them to see. Um, they wouldn't necessarily go out looking for it themselves. So, yeah, I think in terms of that, the media and, you know, David coming on board, it's been really positive um, for the club. Yeah, yeah. Are you guys trading at Moor Farm now? Yeah, yeah. Um, the past couple of seasons we have been. I mean, it, it's... Eight till ten, so it's it's an evening oh, slot, which honestly yeah. <laughs> is brutal. It used to be seven till nine, and um, it got changed because of the um, younger age group uh, groups. Academies um, are kind of in all the evening as well, so it's a it's a brutal time. Yeah. But obviously, we can't do the day because of obviously we're not um, professional and everyone has jobs. But yeah, I much prefer the seven till nine slot. Ten o'clock, yeah. I'm ready for bed. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, yeah, we've got. My team's got eight thirty to nine thirty training tonight, so I know exactly how you feel. It's uh, yeah, not 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 the best feeling when you come over and it's like what ten off ten. So yeah, I know what you mean. That's brutal, but, but the facility is good. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like more farms, incredible, isn't it? At men's level, so I can imagine compared to other teams in your league, it's probably some of the best facilities that are used. Yeah. Um, so when I first started, we were training at um, a school in Derby. Um, and the Astro was proper, like old school Astro. <laughs> Whereas at Moor Farm, massive 4D pitch. And then we get to use the inside bit um, from nine till 10. And then they've given us access to their gym um, this year. So before we were kind of using this little gym within the inside bit. But now we have full access to the to the men's gym. So, you know, it, it is definitely increasing more and more what we get to use um, each year. But yeah, the facilities are just incredible at Moor Farm. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of facilities, so you guys currently play your games at the Don Amot Arena. Um, and I've, I've been to a fair few of the games. I think I've been to most of them this season at home. And I genuinely have been so impressed, not just by the amount of people that go, but by the atmosphere that's actually there. Um, I went to a, a few Coventry United women's games. Um, really weird link. I found that my landlord at uni for my uni house owned the club and he was like, I'll oh, come down, come down, watch a few games. And we watched that and it was good football, but there wasn't an atmosphere. And then we've come to the Derby games and the atmosphere is always really good, especially when we're winning. So I just wanted to ask you, you know, what, how does it feel as a player, you know, going out, you, you've been there for five years, you've seen sort of the growth of the women's game and, and the growth of the, the, you know, women's football club at the same time. How does it feel when you walk out onto that pitch and you see all those fans and, and listen to all of those fans? Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Like this year, it's been even more. I mean, last year we were getting a decent number of um, people down, but I think a bit of a mixture of coming off the back of the Euros and people coming down. But you see like familiar faces as well, which is really nice to see. It just shows that perhaps people have have enjoyed it um, and are coming back to see it. But I think it gives the girls an extra boost as well. You know, you've, you're not only performing for, you know, each other and your manager and, you know, obviously to win, but you've got a crowd that's coming down that's paid money to come and watch you guys play. So you want to put on a big performance for them as well. And obviously your likes of getting to play at the city ground and then hopefully Pride Park this year, um, the, the attendances do kind of 
get even bigger for those games um, because people want to go and watch it in a stadium and it's a lot cheaper than perhaps going and watching the men's side. So even if you're just getting to go and see the stadium, um, it's incredible. But yeah, and I, I mean, the facilities at, at Mickelover are, are so good as well. You know, you've got the bar, you've got all the volunteers helping with the food. So it, it turns into quite a nice day out, I think, for people <laughs> coming down to watch it as well. I mean, I can smell the food when I'm I'm playing. and it's, <laughs> I'm jealous of everyone when the ice cream van's there. Um, but no, it's just, just a friendly atmosphere as well. Um, really nice. And then you've got people that get into it as well. And I, I like that because um, you don't really see that in the women's football, you know, like the rivalries of the fans kind of singing against each other. So it's quite nice to see that as well uh, and grow that side of the game. Yeah, I was going to say that's something that surprised me as well. Um, the amount of away fans, you know, mm. I, I've seen so many away fans going to games and it feels a little naive of me to say, but I, I genuinely didn't expect that many people to travel, you know, Sunday afternoon. And, and that's that's what makes it, isn't it? You've got so many people turning up, enjoying the day, as you say, make a make a day out of it. Um, yeah, some of the food options are very good. I've, I've, <laughs> I've enjoyed them quite a lot. Um, yeah, there was a an Indian takeaway that was there one week. That was I was a big fan. It of smells that incredible. Yeah, it smells <laughs> Is it off putting? A bit sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Oh, <laughs> better not let them know that one. Um, but yeah, no, it is. It is a really good day, and and I'd recommend people coming down just to obviously support all of you and yeah have a have a good day as well right we've talked about the club enough we've talked about the places enough on to you now av sims i remember watching you as a fullback watching this this fullback last few years all of a sudden i'm going to games this year and we've got amy sims the clinical striker what's happened there how's that happened well it was really bizarre actually um so i got back for pre-season um, first game back and Sam kind of was like, oh, I just want to try you in midfield this year because um, we were going for kind of a different formation. And I was like, yeah, no, that's absolutely fine. Like I've played in midfield at uni and like randomly before, only a couple of times at Derby. But I was like, yeah, you know, I'm quite a player that, yeah, wherever you want me to play, I'll kind of go there. I mean, I've played centre-back in the past for games filling in. So um, I was like, yeah, that's fine. And then it just kind of stuck from there, really, in pre-season. Um, I don't know how, where the goal scoring came from, though. Um, <laughs> I've always liked playing in midfield, running around, um, kind of being a nuisance for myself. But I don't know where um, the goal scoring has come from. I definitely didn't see myself scoring the amount of goals um, that I have. But, I mean, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I can say I've got it written down here. It's, it's 11 goals in 14 games, which is, you know, not a bad return for any player. But for a player that started playing as a striker about two months ago, I think that's, <laughs> that's, that's not a bad return. And, and one of the things that I've been impressed by when I've gone and watched games is, is the link-up that the front three have, whether it's, you know, yourself, uh, Jess Camwell, Anita Gaspar, Amelia Wilson, Kira Barry, all of you seem to work quite well together. Do you think that's helped you to, to sort of reach that tally of goals so quickly? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a, it is a team sport and they've helped me massively it's, I think for me, it's about getting in the areas that I know that they're going to cut it back to or play it to. Um, and I think the more that we've all played together, the more you know about, you know, where they're going to put the ball. 
are they someone that's going to cut it back or are they going to get it across the goal towards a goalkeeper? Um, but yeah, they're all very exciting young players to work with. Um, they're all wanting to get to that top level. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's very exciting to see them all play week in, week out. But no, definitely the link-ups getting better each game. And I think it's now just getting that consistency um, with the team that we've got to keep it at it um, every week. And then they'll be all catching me up. So. <laughs> I was going to say, I think that the next highest score might be Anita Gaspar on five or something like that. So you've got a you've got a little bit of a cushion. You'll be all right. You'll be all right for a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, that it's good. It's good. It's good to see. Yeah, the relationships between the forward lines blossoming, and hopefully it will it will help you get further up the league. And currently, you're fifth in the league. Um, you know, that's not a bad return at all. Um, you've got fair few fixtures to go. Do you think you'll get higher? Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely think we can be up there. Um, perhaps this year, we always kind of knew it was a transitional rebuilding stage. So the likes of Wolves, Forests, Burnleys, they are probably all three of them going to be challenging for that top spot. Um, but definitely, you know, fourth place could be achievable, um, especially if we keep on building momentum. I mean, we talk about it a lot. We've got a young squad, but, you know, we've been together for half a season now. So it's just about pushing on from that. You know, they're they're kind of used to the league now. They've played against um, the teams at least once. Um, So it's always interesting, the second fixture, because you know a bit more about the teams that you're playing. Uh, But, yeah, half a season left to go. Anything's to play for, really. I mean, until it's mathematically impossible, anything can happen. So... Yeah, well, I hope so. I hope so. Um, and just a player that I wanted to ask you about, um, Millie Jenkins. Now, she's obviously, you spoke about a young squad. I think, is she the youngest? She's got to be, she's got to be in and around there. Yeah, her and Marley are the youngest, I think, yeah. How how impressed have you been with her performances since she's come in? Yeah, I mean, very impressed. All the youngsters that have come up, but... Yeah, I think you see it week in and week out in training with Millie as well. Um, She literally trains the same way that she plays. She puts 100% into everything that she does. Dribbling with the ball, driving with the ball, you know, that's that's her asset and that's what she's so strong at doing. Um, So it's trying to get her to do that more in the game how can we get her on the on the ball more in the game but as well she she considers herself a center back and I'm like Mill, you're not a center back <laughs> you're not you're too good at dribbling with the ball um but yeah she's just one of the young players that I've been impressed with and yeah can't wait to see more of her in the second half of the season yeah me too I, I was just thinking there when you said center back I think I've seen her play center back full back on the wing in midfield and yeah she's a bit like you she played everywhere <laughs> First time, yeah <laughs> definitely <laughs> but going ahead um, to this sort of like second half of the season, do you know if there's any more players coming in? Uh, is it a settled squad now? Um, do you think, you know, th- this is the squad for the season? You said it's a transitional year. What What are your thoughts on, on the squad overall? Yeah, it's, it's a bit, um, it's a bit different to the men's kind of side of it in terms of transfers, you can actually um, bring players in at any point of the season. Uh, um, I didn't know that, so sorry. <laughs> yes, no, no, that's actually surprising. not many people do. Um, so it's not like there's a January transfer window that you kind of get to the end of January and you can't sign any more players. So um, I think there's not been any talks of any new players, but I mean, you never know. And um, you sometimes get people come in and wanting to join, um, 
at any point of the season, really. Um, but I think just with the squad we've got now, I think we can really, really push on. And then, like you're saying, in terms of building for next season, I'd hope that we can keep a lot of the players because I think that would really help going into next season with this with a similar squad, you know, that have faced more experiences. Um, so obviously it's some of the girls' first seasons in this league. Um, and it is a really difficult league. It's got a real different bunch of teams, perhaps compared to like when you go up to the WSO and the championship. Technically, you know, everyone's passing it around. It's quite pretty football, whereas you get a real mixture in this league of teams that you face. Some are more physical, some like to play the long ball, some like to play. So it's really working out the opponents as well. So if we if we manage to keep most of the players we've got um, that have faced a lot of the teams that we've played against, I think that really helped going forward too. I was going to say, I think you can draw quite a lot of parallels between the Derby men's team and the Derby women's team, you know there's a lot of young players coming through in both teams they're both in a division where you literally have no idea what you're going to come up <laughs> against every week so yeah I, th- I think there's a lot of parallels there and I think much like the the Derby men's team I think again if you can keep a lot of the players next season you can really build on it and and develop and become a, a proper team and yeah I, I, I'm guessing you're well as captain you're one of the the senior heads now so I guess yeah have you, have you got much of a, a role in developing the younger players does Sam get you involved at all? I think it's more the young players coming and asking us, really. They're actually really good at doing that. So any questions they've got. And I think that's something that's really, like, it's it's been amazing this season. Everyone's really comfortable with each other. We've kind of kept that close kind of group um, together. And everyone kind of feels part of the squad, no matter their age. Um, so, yeah, I think the, the youngsters are actually really confident this year. I know that when I was that age, I was shy. <laughs> I was like, oh, asking questions. But no, they're really, really confident this year to ask questions. So it's more of a case of, like I was saying, them coming and asking us questions and us helping them however we can, you know, just keeping them positive as well. You know, you've got to remind some of them they're so hard on themselves that, you know, some of their first years in senior football, it's not always going to be, we win every single game. Um, so, yeah, just just keeping them positive and um, making it a, a good environment for them to ask questions and be be comfortable asking any, coming up to any of us and asking questions. I could have say I think that's testament to Sam yourself and the other senior players for creating that environment, isn't it? I think that's not something that just happens overnight. It's something that gets built over a few years. So yeah, that's that's good stuff, and and hopefully yeah that can carry on for for years to come. And I just wanted to ask you very quickly about Sam. Um, what sort of manager is she? Uh, is she? Is she? You know, if you're one nil down at half time, is she throwing bottles around the changing room? Is she? Is she kind? Is she relaxed? Is she? What, what sort of manager is she? I think it can change from time to time. I think it depends on the group. Um, so with a with a younger group this year, it's how it kind of would help them to get into the game. So in previous years. You know, when you've got your older and senior players, it probably was more of a bit of a bollocking. Um, and there's definitely still bollockings at half time this year. <laughs> um, but I think it's in more of a positive way and actually probably a bit more a constructive way. Um, because I think obviously having such a young group, they need a bit more advice um, on what, what they can be doing. Um, but 
they normally like kind of give us five minutes they'll wait outside and then they'll come into the change rooms at half time <laughs> so they they more times than not they ask us what we've spoke about um but yeah it's always better when you're winning at half time it's never nice to be in a change room at half time when you're losing <laughs> is the uh is the five minutes thing only when you lose it do you know that if you're a goal down you know you're not going to see it for a, like, a few yeah, minutes that's it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i wouldn't like to be on the receiving end of that one <laughs> no, absolutely <laughs> and, not <laughs> and just to finish things off amy um how to watch obviously we, we've spoken about where you play um if you wanted to follow if you wanted to watch um your team the mm-hmm. derby women's team uh, what would be the best way to do it um i think the best way to do it is probably following the women's team on twitter um and then each week they put on who we're going to be facing um, and they normally put links to the tickets, but you can also buy your tickets at um, Michelob on the door as well. Um, but also if you go on the FA full-time website, that'll give you like fixtures of all our games, which do change quite a bit. So you have to kind of be on the ball with it. Um, <laughs> But yeah, definitely with regards to home games, um, the Twitter is definitely probably the best bet of promoting that so you know um, when we're playing and who we're playing. So, Yeah, perfect. And yeah, it's worth noting as well, if you are a Derby County men's season ticket holder, you can get into all the uh, women's home games for free. So, you know, if you're new, if you've not been before, get yourself down, support the girls, support the team and yeah, hopefully you'll have a, a good afternoon and you'll definitely enjoy the food as well. I think that's... that's... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That'll definitely make it worth it at least. Um, but Amy, thank you so much for coming on. It's it's genuinely been an absolute pleasure speaking to you and uh, good luck for the rest of the season. No, thank you for having me. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.